You're listening to There You Are, Jesus. We podcast modern-day evidence of personal interactions with God. Bible-based, but focused on today, here and now. What's God doing during our lifetime? Ranging from irrefutable eyewitness to circumstantial coincidence, from regaining consciousness between death and cardiopulmonary resuscitation, to multi-layered coincidences that occur with a little too much relevance, timing, and repetition to be anything other than divine synchronicity. Now, There You Are Jesus has several priorities, but the number one goal is to deliver the message I was given at God's throne during my brief time in death, before being medically resuscitated, along with sharing everything else that's my number one calling for the rest of my life, seven spirits of God. So if if you were to ask a friend to name God's seven spirits, do you think they could? What about explaining how the seven spirits of God are one with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? (laughs) My reason for asking is because they were shown to me uh, during my momentary death in 1969. And not only were they shown to me, but they were also explained one by one. And I was only dead for a brief period of time. We went, my grandfather George met me, greeted me on the other side of death when I regained consciousness without my human body. My uh, grandfather George met me and uh, took me to, took me to God's throne. And uh, it showed me several things, the sea of glass, the lamb of God, the elders, the seven spirits of God, and this is where we spent most of the time in heaven, was with the seven spirits. Um, and after that, we went to the entrance uh, of heaven, and there was a man, and I asked if that was Jesus Christ, and my grandfather said, no, would you like to see Jesus? And I said, yeah. And uh, it appeared that Jesus did not plan on being there, <laughs> because... <laughs> The, uh, I watched the guy walk away, the guy who was standing there that I thought might be Jesus in front of the entrance to heaven. And uh, then there was a pause like, well, where's Jesus? And then he materialized. Um, and so I got to see him face to face right before I was what I call aborted from heaven by way of my human body being successfully uh, restarted, the heart of my human body restarted back to life by a cardiopulmonary resuscitation. And uh, after that, I got to find the same eyes that I was looking at in Jesus through the painting Prince of Peace done by Akiana Kramerik, which is now on display in uh, Marble Falls, Texas at a beloved gallery. So well worth the trip. But that's not the main topic for this particular podcast episode. I want to tell you the names of the seven spirits and give you a little brief explanation of them. And I'm not even aware of a single prayer in which they are included. I know they're not in the Nicene Creed, which is one of my favorites, a beautiful statement detailing our beliefs about God. The Holy Spirit is discussed much more in the Bible and in prayers, but only in reference to what it is a part of, which is God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit not in reference to how the Holy Spirit is formed, which is by the seven spirits. 
And at the same time, God's seven spirits were a major part of all three of the major spiritual events in my life. The momentary death in fourth grade, 1969, when my grandfather George showed me the seven spirits as part of my tour of God's throne and said, if I go back to life, I should tell people about the seven spirits because they are much more important to God than they are to people on earth. Okay, that was 1969. Then, Jesus' welcomed interruption of my desperate prayer in 2013 when I was asking what I can do for Jesus with the rest of my life. And after a while, it was like he had heard enough, and he just entered it visually in like a silent movie, but with high-definition color that lasted about 30 seconds, in, in which he entered it with seven colors, all streaming upward from a portal with Jesus Christ in the center as a black silhouette above all of these, the commotion of these streaming colors. In hindsight, I now know that he was simply reminding me of what my grandfather George had suggested I do in the first place, 1969. And then his response to my prayer in 2020, explaining that his welcomed interruption in 2013 was done by the seven spirits of God. That's when I realized he was reminding me of what George told me. And when I regained access to those repressed traumatic memories of my death, repressed repression and suppression are two completely different things. Suppression is when you voluntarily don't think about something. Repression is when you have no choice. Your body's autonomic nervous system just eliminates those traumatic memories. It controls what we cannot control the same way it controls our blood pressure, our heart rate, uh, all of the body functions that we can't voluntarily control. That's how the body's autonomic nervous system represses memories. But they came back to me after watching Colton Burpo in an interview who is uh, portrayed in the movie Heaven is for Real about going to heaven during his surgery, seeing Jesus Christ. Uh, and he mentioned two words that brought back all those memories, um, joggled my, my subconscious enough to actually bring them back into my consciousness, all of the death memories. And those two words were throne and markers throne room of God and markers. Jesus had four red marks on his hands and feet when I saw him. So, uh, one of the ways Jesus continues his work on earth from heaven is through us, his followers who give their life to Jesus because he gave his life for us. I gave my life to Jesus September 29th, 2013, when he entered my desperate prayer with the colors, multiple colors in high definition, streaming from a portal and uh, going up to a black silhouette of Jesus Christ. He entered my prayer. He answered my prayer. At that time, I didn't know what it was I saw, but I knew it was Jesus. It was The silhouette was in the uh, outline form of Jesus. And uh, who but God could enter a prayer with high-definition colors anyway. I just didn't know until uh, 2020 when... Uh, I found a candelabra in the shape of the, the colors and uh, saw the names of the seven spirits and put it all together and then regained conscious access to my grandfather, George, telling me if I go back to life, 
after he explained the seven spirits to me upon arriving at God's throne. If I go back to life, I should tell people about them because they are so much more important to God in heaven than they are to people on earth, and people on earth need to know this. Now, here's an explanation of each of God's seven spirits. Spirit of the Lord, Jesus Christ, creates his own life within us when we give our life to him. He gives us power, desires. We are guided to be perfect so that our every work becomes a godly action on behalf of Jesus Christ. All right, spirit of knowledge enables us to understand the truth. Everyone finds solutions to work out their problems and worries, and that is where knowledge begins. Spirit of understanding is when a person is able to accept and understand things as they are, and they can proceed to gain wisdom. It is God's wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, that helps us to judge ourselves. Spirit of counsel. God consoles his disciples when they listen with their hearts and shows the right path in making decisions. The part about the heart is the most important. When we listen with our hearts, he guides us with the feelings in our hearts. Spirit of might. As children of God, we have the power to make choices. The power is an inborn talent that we gain through age and struggle. And the seventh spirit is the fear of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the one spirit people question the most, that I've seen anyway. So let me offer this perspective, starting with what is written in the Bible. The first quote is from Jesus himself. While he was walking right here on this planet where we're not walking, the book of Matthew, Matthew is one of the four Gospels. In Matthew 10, 32, 33, Jesus says, Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Now keep in mind, we're talking about fear, spirit of fear of the Lord. Okay, next example is comes from Moses and the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, 20, which reads, Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be in you to keep you from sinning. Then there's Corinthians 5, 8 through 10, which reads, We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or at home in the Lord by being away from the body. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due to us for the things we have done while in the human body, whether good or bad. And King Solomon wraps it up. King Solomon of Israel, who's highly regarded in all three of the Abrahamic faiths, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. And it is King Solomon who said, Fearing God is the beginning of wisdom. There's a quote that wraps this up pretty nicely. It says, We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. That is by Pierre Terhard de Chardin. That is his quote, and I think it's a good one. Amen. I'm John LeVay, founder of ThereYouAreJesus.com, publishing evidence of modern-day interactions with God. You can contact me directly by email, phone, or text. My email is john at 
thereyouarejesus.com. That's john at thereyouarejesus.com. And my phone number is one, I'm in the USA, one 240 That's one 240 Our mailing address is Post Office Box 777, Lexington Park, Maryland, 20653 in the USA. That's Post Office Box 777, Lexington Park, Maryland, 20653 in the USA. Thank you, and may God bless you and your loved ones abundantly.